הרי נמי קשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שבדורנו וכל הצדיקים האמיתיים שוכני עפר קדוש שמשר בארצם אביך לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחל נובע מכוח חוכמה רבנו נחל ונפגע בצמחה נענח נחמן נחל ואומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן בעזרת השם מסתכלים בישראל בתורה רש סמך ג' תורה 263 רבנו עושה זדנו שחולי הקדחת פיבר רחמן ניצן heaven forbid מהשם המרסי Fever comes when a person eats too much. When a person eats more than he needs, this is literally as if it's talking about an animal that's eating. It's the food of an animal. Because the category or the boundary of a human being is that he eats what he needs to. And when he eats more than what he needs to, it's the action of an animal. That it constantly chews and it's eating all day. And through this comes fever. And the same is true when a, or the, um, whenever a person has within his food sparks that arrive into his food. That haven't yet been purified from the category of animal food to the category of human food, meaning it hasn't been ascended from the concept of animal to human yet, hasn't elevated its category and its kingdom. Through this, uh, this fever that we just talked about, this sickness that we said above, is also, um, it also comes through what we just mentioned. Sometimes it's because the person eats too much, or what we just said now, that uh, the sparks within the food. haven't yet been purified into the category of human. Unless he is an awesome, awesome, great, an awesome and a great person who is able to bypass um, a complete level and to elevate this food to the category of, uh, of the human category. Because when a person eats animal food, for example, we see that a person leaves the category and the boundary of a human and enters the category of the kingdom of animal. This is what is mentioned in Tehidim, chapter 66. You caused humans to ride over our heads. Meaning that the category of the human is above it. Um, because the category of Enoshi is below the concept of Adam. Enosh is a, lo a lower concept than Adam. Because he ascended, or sorry, he descended down to the category of the, hum of the animal, as we said above. Um, meaning you cause humans to ride over our heads. Meaning that between... Adam and Behemah is this concept of Enoshi. Enosh, this concept of human. And Enosh is one of the categories of man. But it's not yet the ca category of Adam. It's below the category of Adam. Category of Adam. So as it's mentioned in the verse over there, because you cause the category of the animal, you cause the category of humans to ride over our heads, meaning what? That you're at the category of Behemah. You're at the category of an animal now. So what's above the animal? The Enosh. As it's brought down into Elim Samir which means you haven't yet purified the food. Because there's the animal, and then there's the Enosh, and then there's Adam. So if Enosh is riding over our heads, then we see that what? We're at the category of animal. That's because we, the food hasn't been yet purified, or 
we've entered the category of the animal. Then what happens? We have gone through fire and water. This is the concept of fever. Which is the concept of fire and water. Heat and coldness. And we see that a person who has fever constantly feels hot or cold. And there's constant, um, constant temperature changes. This is what it says in the writing of the Chachamim in Tanad Ve'eliyahu. Tanad Ve'eliyahu Rabbah. Also in Avod de Rabbi Natan. Etc. Etc. Many different places. When God, at the moment God told the first man, Adam Arishon, that he shall eat from the grass of the land, Esev Hasadeh, from the uh, sorry, the grass of the uh, of the field, the shrubs of the field, his limbs trembled. Amar. So Adam said, Ani v'chamor nochal be'evus echad. Will I and the donkey eat from the same feed bag? Basically, we're going to eat from the same food. So Rabban was coming to explain what it means when Adam's limbs trembled. Meaning what? That his limbs trembled is the concept of fever. Which comes through eating the shrubs of the earth, the shrubs of the field. Meaning what? What's the shrubs of the field? The food, the animal food, as we said above. Because what did Adam say? Will I and the donkey eat from the same food? Meaning that I'm no more different than an, than an animal in that scenario. This is what it says. This is what it says. Since the moment that Adam Arishon heard, you shall eat from the sweat of your brow. You shall eat your bread from the sweat of your brow. His mind was settled because fever is the blemishing of one's dad, one's intellect. Because what is that? The essence of that is whenever you combine fire and water, it's the concept of chesed and vura, judgment and kindness. And when you combine the two, you get that, which is the combination of both. It's fire and water. This is what it says. The second Adam heard that by the sweat of his brow he shall eat the bread. He immediately settled his mind, meaning that was brought back. Because Ramanu explains that the healing for this sickness of fever comes through what? Zeah, swelling. Meaning, as is brought down in the verse, by the sweat of your brow. This is the sweating that we're mentioning here that repairs or that heals a person who's sick with fever. Through this, his mind was settled and composed. What did that mean? That his mind was settled, meaning that he was healed from that sickness. Because now that you're healed from that sickness, you have perfect that. So Rabban was explaining the entire idea of fever, why a person might fall into fever, and how to repair it through what we just mentioned, which is uh, sweat, and uh, how to repair this food. Um, so that we don't fall into the category of animal. Bizrat Hashem. Torah Resh Samer Dalet 264. Tzedakah hi tikkun amrit. tells us that giving charity is the rectification for the covenant. Keep gam amrit hu. Ki hu haya tzarek li hashpia bekushal amakom shetzarek li hashpia. Yusi leka hashpia mishama emshicha chazashon amakom acher. Because Rabbanu explains what true gam amrit is. When a person falls into um, blemishing the covenant, God forbid, what, it, what did it mean to do that? It means a person needed to bring shefa, to bring abundance and influx, holy influx, to the place in which he needed to bring it, meaning that you need to bring that seed to a holy place, to the proper woman, to the proper vessel. 
But what did he do? He removed that shefa, he removed that influx from the place where he was supposed to give it, and he drew it, God forbid, to a different place. Therefore, the rectification comes through charity. Because we're going to see that charity has the same um, aspect of what we just mentioned, the same um, relationship. Because charity, with this, you're able to return and bring shefa and abundance to the place which you needed to, to holiness. And now you rectify the, the, the blemish that you made because what is... Uh, you drew that seed, you drew that tusha, and you're supposed to bring to uh, the rightful place, and you brought it to a wrong place, to impurity. And this is the aspect of what is brought in Shemot chapter 35. The men accompanied the woman, which is said with regard to the donations of the Mishkan, of the tabernacle. Meaning, what is this idea that the men accompany the woman? This is what we're talking about. Is the, the relations that they had. That were created through the tztaka, through the charity of the offerings and the donations of the mishkan. Meaning, through the charity that they gave to the mishkan, through this they were able to have zibug. They were able to have a union with the, with the woman. Holy union we're talking about. And therefore, when a person gives to a poor person who isn't fitting for that charity. Azayat Rabbanan, on the contrary, who he actually blemishes even more. Because what is he doing? He's giving abundance to the place which he actually does not need to give because the poor man is not fitting, for example. He's going to take the money and use it for substances, God forbid, or uh, do bad things with it, etc., etc. So, the person has to be very careful when he gives it to the Look in another place, look at Lesson 31, Lesson 54, that over there it's brought down that the idea of tzaka, charity, is to rectify the covenant. Torah Resh Sameche, 265. A tells us the reason why we break an earthenware dish when formalizing an engagement between a man and a woman. Sorry, excuse me. Because all these souls of of the, all the souls of these couples, meaning whatever couple it is, a man and a woman together, a, a true man and a woman who are soulmates, up there they are actually one soul. As brought down, look in the Zohar, Parashat Lech Lecha, and in many different places, Zohar Tazria, um, and we see that a man. Uh, a true man and a woman, uh, the couple of a true man and a woman, meaning uh, two soulmates are actually one up in the heaven. But the truth is down below, that bond and unity between both of these two people, who it is hidden. Because nobody knows about this oneness of the souls together until that engagement until that shiduch, uh, that match. And then, that bond between these two people, that connection, is revealed. That until that point was in concealment. But this revelation of this bond, which is made at the wedding agreement, which is revealed when the, when, when the wedding agreement is made, when they make all the conditions of the wedding, that revelation that we're talking about at the wedding agreement is what we call Chayot HaRatom HaShob as brought down in Yechezkel chapter 1 in the vision of the chariot that the angels were running and returning. The Chayot, the fire angels were running and returning. 
What does that mean? Because at the time of this engagement and this match, this bond is revealed. And immediately, almost immediately, it is concealed. Because after you formalize the engagement, we separate the couple. And they distance each other. Because they are forbidden to each other until the chupa, until the wedding canopy. We find that at the time of this engagement, we reveal the light of that unity between them. Until that moment was in concealment. But then immediately after the engagement, we put them back into concealment. The angels were running and returning. As we just said, one time we're running, one time we see that they get together and they, we see that they are soulmates, we see that they are one soul. And then right after the engagement, it's the returning where they separate. And for this reason, we break, we break an earthenware vessel at the time of this engagement. Because it says, it's brought down in Yechezkeh that the angels were running and returning in appearance like a flash of lightning. Perush, what did it explain over there? Like the light which emerges from pottery. What did that mean? What does this appearance like lightning, like a flash of lightning have to do with this pottery? Meaning that spark that emerges from that pottery the second you break an earthenware vessel. which is only for that specific moment. The second you break the vessel, there's a spark. And therefore, immediately, at that, um, the, the binding of those two people, those two match, that match. That the second we formalize that engagement, the light of unity between these two souls are revealed, that they're actually one soul. In the aspect of Ratzov Ashov, in the aspect of running and returning, as we saw, therefore immediately we break an earthenware vessel. This is hinting to us that secret which is mentioned in Yechezkel chapter 1 that the angels were running and returning like the flash of lightning, in appearance like the flash of lightning. Also, if you want to understand this reason, look at lesson 60 of the Kutubhan and also. In Likute Moran, the second book, Tinyana, Mishafu um, at the end, lesson uh, 90 of Tinyana. Over there, it mentions another reason why we break this earthenware vessel at the engagement. Okay. Torah 266. Rabbanu gives us an awesome chidush about, suk- about Sukkot and the Sukkah. Know that the reason why animals and wild animals die out of their time, meaning that they don't pass away in their, in their time, they pass away before their time, is because people are not careful by performing the mitzvah of sukkah properly. That what is sukkah? The sukkah represents the mother which hovers above her children. And what is the mother? As it's brought down in Mishle chapter 2, as it's brought down in the, in the Zohar Kadosh, that the Zohar connects Ima to this idea, to Bina. And it says over there in Mishle chapter 2, Im la If you will call to Bina. But what's Im? Im, the Zohar says, is M. It's the mother. It's the same letters as mother. Meaning the mother is what we call Bina. Which represents the heart. So we see that the mother hovered above her children. 
just like the sukkah hovers above the person. And the mother represents this concept of bina, the heart. So we'll see how this all connects. This is the essential difference. This is the difference between the human category and the animal category, the animal kingdom. It brings the verse in Tehirim. Uh, 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 Bless God, O oh my soul. Do not forget all his favors. What does that mean? What did it say in the Gemara over there? Um, that my soul should not should bless God and not forget all the favors God has done with us. That what does this mean? It's in the Gemara over there. That God made her breasts in the place of the heart. This is reference to a woman. That God put the breast on top of the woman's heart. But an animal actually nourishes itself off the breasts of the animal, um, which is down below, by the genital area. Which actually means that the, the place where uh, the breasts of the animal are actually not next to the heart of the animal, but actually next to the, genital, the genitalia. Which is the difference. Because what is Rabbeinu saying? That this is the difference between an animal and the, and the human. That the human, he nourishes of the, the breasts of a woman. Which is in the place right on top of her heart. And it says, That the mother is, we call Bina the mother. Meaning that we nourish of the mother from the place of the Bina, from the heart. Which is the idea of sukkah. But an animal nourishes itself off the sustenance that comes from the breast of, of an animal, which is down below, not by the heart. So therefore, when a person blemishes in the mitzvah sukkah, what happens essentially? A person falls from the category of the breasts of a woman, which are in the place of her heart, and then he which is the aspect of sukkah, we said, because the sukkah is the mother. And what is the mother? It's the heart, as we said, because it's bina. So the sukkah is on the heart. That's the breast of a woman, basically. But when, God forbid, a person falls into the categories of the breast of an animal, and he nourishes himself there, that, um, sorry, whenever a person um, blemishes in the mitzvah sukkah, what he's essentially doing is he's falling from the breast of an animal, uh, from a woman, and falling to the breast of an animal, which are down below, below the heart. And he nourishes himself off of there. You see that you're you're sustaining yourself off the abundance of an animal. And therefore, um, you're actually nourishing yourself off the life force of all the animals. And through this, they die. Because you're taking now their influx rather than your influx. Because you've sunk into that category. So now you're taking all the food of the animal. According to the blemish, that you blemished within the mitzvah of sukkah, the same is true of how much you fall, meaning commensurate with the blemishes, how much you fall. And the same is true of how much shefa you take away from the animals. This is how much you cause all these animals and these beasts to die. This is what it says in Bereshit chapter 33. For his livestock, he created huts. Because the sukkah, the sukkah is for the sake of his livestock. Meaning that when you permit, when you do the mitzvah sukkah properly, you're able to ensure that your livestock, your animals, are able to live properly. 
because according to the performance of the mitzvah sukkah, this is how much your animals are assured of living. Rabbeinu also says that a person who is involved in construction, this causes harm to him. Meaning a person who blemishes the mitzvah sukkah causes um, him harm in construction. If a person's job is construction, um, he's going to have a difficult time if he doesn't fulfill the mitzvah sukkah properly. In the Gemara Sota, anyone who engages in construction becomes poor. Because Rabban was explaining why the Gemara says it. Why? Because a person needs to build a house with great wisdom and intellect. Then the building, the construction won't hurt him. Then it's fitting for him to build the house because he has wisdom. As it says in Mishnah chapter 24 that with wisdom you shall build a house and it shall be established with understanding. And through the da'at, the rooms are filled. Meaning we see that it's chokhmah, bina, da'at, that the entire house is built from beginning to end. And look at the Gemara Sanhedrin, uh, page 92b, uh, 92a, sorry, over there. Kiesh lo ma'akom shefa. Because now that the person builds, uh, sorry, the shefa, now that the person builds the house with wisdom, he has a place to draw down that Influx. But when a person builds God forbid, without intellect, as it damages him. Therefore, he becomes poor. Because this is his punishment for the fact that he blemished in that concept of wisdom. Because it was fitting for him to build a house with wisdom. As we said above, that you can only build a house with wisdom. But, but now that you're now that you didn't build a house with wisdom, you're punished by getting poor. Why? Because poverty comes from the aspect of blemishing wisdom. In the aspect of what it says, the wisdom of the poor man is despised. Meaning that the poor man uh, blemished his wisdom. He has despised wisdom. But therefore, through the sukkah, which is the aspect of intellect, as you said above, because it's ima, it's bina, it's tevuna, it's understanding. It's intellect, as we said. As we said above, that the bina is the mother, which is this intellect. Through that, um, sorry, through that sukkah, which is intellect, now you're able to build a house with wisdom. And now that construction that you're engaged in won't bring you into poverty, God forbid. And it says in the verse that with wisdom you shall build the house. This is the aspect of what is brought down in Bereshit um, over there. It's brought down in Bereshit that Yaakov traveled to Sukkot and he built himself a house. Meaning what? That now Yaakov, that he fulfilled the mitzvah of Sukkot, now he was able to build the house. Because Sukkot is the aspect of Sechel. Now that you have Sechel and intellect, Yaakov was able to build the, the house. And this is connected to Shavuot. Because Shavuot and Sukkot are one. Because the Torah emerges from Bina, which is the aspect of Sukkah. As Badar Mishle, chapter 1, Do not forsake the Torah of your mother, which means the Torah belongs to your mother, and the mother represents Bina. So if the, the mother represents Bina, and the Torah belongs to the mother, then the mother then the Torah comes from Bina, uh, comes from, uh, what do you call it? Uh, from Bina, which is the Sukkah. Bechinat Emla Bina, it says above, that the mother to Bina, which is the aspect of Sukkah. 
This is why immediately after Sukkot we celebrate the celebration of the Torah, the joy of the Torah, Simcha Torah, that holiday. Because from the aspect of Sukkah, that is where the Torah emerges. Therefore, by just entering the Sukkah, we are able within that entering just to, the, to create the aspect of the Torah. The Torah is created from the entering of the Sukkah. Because from the Sukkah that the Torah emerges, it comes out, it is brought out. Then the Torah begins, which is the first parasha of the Torah, Bereshit. We start this on Simcha Torah, Bechinot Bait. This is the aspect of the house. Which is the letter, uh, which is the letter Bet of the word Bereshit, the first letter of the Torah. Bait is the play on the word Bet. Bet is, means bait. And it says about Yaakov, that Yaakov traveled to Sukkot and then he built for himself a house. Meaning which house? The first letter of the Torah, the Torah. Because now that he built Sukkot, now he was able to build the bait. What's the bait? The bet of the word Bereshit. Because from Sukkot comes the, from uh, the Sukkah comes the Torah. And this is the, the aspect of the month of Sivan. Which is the time where we were given the Torah. What is Sivan? The spelling Sivan with two vavs. Samech vav, vav nun. And it's brought down in Rashi um, that the acronym for the phrase V'yakov, sorry, the acronym for, um, of Sivan is V'yakov Nasa Sukkot Avayiver. That Yaakov traveled to Sukkot and he built. So take the first letter, Yaakov Vav, Nasa Nun, Sukkot, Sukkota, Samech, and then Vayiven, Vav, you have Sivan. Because um, through Sivan, which is the aspect of Matan Torah, which is, um, we just said, I'm sorry, that through Sukkot, which is the aspect of the Torah, now we're able to build the Bait, which is the Bet and Bereshit, which is why Sivan is the time where we give in the Torah. Because the Torah comes from Yaakov, Nasa, Sukkota, Vayiven. That the only reason why the Torah was given was because of the content of Sukkot, which is Yaakov traveling to Sukkot, and then he's building, building the letter better the word Bereshit. So, with all these Chidushim, maybe apply it, Bezrat Hashem, and truly attain the Torah in its entirety. And Bezrat uh, Hashem, nourish ourselves from the, from the category of a human, so that we don't, God forbid, fall into the chef of the, of the animal. Chaz Hashem.